baptized 15 people into the Catholic Church. Well, this may sound kind of strange, but tombs are actually some of the most visited places in the world. So 15 million people every year visit the pyramids in Egypt, one of the seven wonders of the world. Those are the tombs of the ancient pharaohs in Egypt. 1.6 million people visit Westminster Abbey every year, where some 3,000 people are buried, famous artists and writers, philosophers, kings and queens. Shockingly, 2.5 million people visit Lenin's tomb every year in Russia. And in case you're wondering, 650,000 people every year visit Elvis's grave. Four million people every year visit the Holy Sepulchre. This is the beautiful church built over the tomb of Jesus. But Jesus' tomb is unlike any other because it has an inscription above it. He is not here. Jesus' tomb is empty because he is alive and risen. The greatest event in the history of the world. The resurrection of our Lord. This is a seismic event. In Matthew's Gospel, it says that the resurrection was an earthquake. Bishop Aaron points out that one thing we take for granted is the ground we stand on. When the ground we stand on begins to move and shake, it's a symbol that the very foundation of our lives has changed. The resurrection of Jesus changes everything. It means now death is no longer the end. Jesus has conquered the grave. This is what the Lord says to us. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even in death. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. We believe. We have faith. Pope Francis, in an Easter address, said faith is not an album of past memories. So we don't just gather on Easter Sunday to remember past events like, okay, great, Jesus wrote 2,000 years ago. Well, Francis says every time we gather for Easter, we're celebrating that Jesus is alive and risen here and now. Every time two or three are gathered in his name, Jesus says, there I am in the midst of them, that God always calls his people together as a family and Jesus is alive and risen in the assembly of the faithful. And then the God of history is present in mystery. What are the sacred mysteries of the church? The sacraments. Every time we receive a sacrament, we encounter Jesus alive and risen. So as first through our baptism, St. Paul says we actually enter into Christ's death and resurrection in our baptism. We die to our sin and baptism. We die to Christ. Our own life of sin is washed away. We rise from the baptismal font into newness of life. Jesus is really alive and risen in our soul after our baptism. And then if we ever turn from Jesus, if we ever fall from our baptismal grace, we have an encounter with the risen Lord in the sacrament of reconciliation. Every time we go to confess our sins, it's Jesus who's there forgiving our sins in the ministry of the priesthood. 
And then Jesus did not mince words. It's right here at every Mass that we encounter Jesus alive and risen. John chapter 6 in the Bread of Life discourse, Jesus says, My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. When we come up for Holy Communion, we are encountering the risen Lord. We receive Jesus into our lives. What happens when the risen Lord comes into our life? We're changed. We're transformed. We begin to live in newness of life. Now Peter Kraft is a philosopher of Boston College and he says this, The Christian life is about God creating a new you. And you know who the new you is? It's Jesus. The whole of the Christian life is to become an older Christus, another Christ, to be configured to Christ Jesus. So much so that listen to what St. Augustine said to the newly baptized. He says, Let us rejoice and give thanks, for through our baptism we have not only become Christians, but Christ. Marvel and rejoice, we have become Christ. Think of it this way, when two people get married, we say, okay, the two become one. You know, when we're baptized, we're wed to God, we become one with Christ Jesus, wrapped on the Christ, and so we share in the very divine life of Jesus, so much so that we can say, we have become Christ. And then you know what happens every time we go to Holy Communion? We become what we receive. Okay, when I eat a hamburger, it becomes a part of me. But when I receive Jesus in the Eucharist, I become what I receive. I become more like Jesus. We become the body of Christ through Holy Communion. Dr. Ken Shree works at the Augustine Institute in Denver. He wrote a book called Into His Likeness because he says the whole of the Christian life is slowly over time the Holy Spirit is transforming us more and more into his likeness so that we become more and more like Jesus. Dr. Shree uses the image of an iron rod. You know what happens when you put an iron rod in a fire? It actually takes all the properties of a fire. It becomes burning red and it starts to smoke. It looks like the fire. This is the Christian life. We become more and more like Jesus. Dr. Shree says this, Through sanctifying grace, our souls are transformed by the fire of the Holy Spirit. We slowly begin to become more patient and forgiven by Jesus, courageous and generous by Jesus, humble and loving by Jesus. Over time, we begin to take on the qualities of Jesus. Today we're celebrating Jesus is alive. He has conquered the grave and he wants us to share in his victory. He wants to conquer sin and death in us. And that first happened through our baptism. My brothers and sisters, today we come with great hope that change and newness of life is possible. No matter what our past, if we begin to allow the risen Lord to increase in us, we can live a new life. Deliverance of sin is possible. 
Will we let Jesus in? Peace in our life is possible amidst the chaotic 